This is Freelance Wrestling. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two's in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, you get to walk to work with me. That's right, I'm walking to work. Uh, it's been a crazy, hellacious work week for both Chris and myself. Um, that's why I'm doing a solo run today. Chris is taking care of the biz, the biz that he needs to take care of. And you're going to hear the delightful sounds of Chicago as I walk down Addison Street uh, to get on the blue line to go to work Friday morning. Yesterday, I recorded a 30-minute segment with our friend Rashard, um, a freelance wrestling fan. And we're going to go through his power rankings list, raise A list as he calls it. Uh, So that'll probably be at the tail end of this episode, so definitely stick around for that. In the meantime, I am just going to run through my quick notes on the show that took place on April 19th, Freelance Wrestling Burn After Watching. It was a very uh, monumental show. There was a title change at the end. Spoiler alert if you have not watched yet. If you need to watch, go to iwtv.live and... uh, Use the promo code FREELANCE for 20 days free. So I'm going to run through the results really quick. And then I'm going to share my notes uh, that I took during the matches with you to see if they compare to your notes, to see if there's anything that might jog your memory as to what happened or or maybe just, uh, just bring back a point of the night that you really enjoyed. Uh, So let me do that really quick. I'm going to go to my notes here. So here's where the results shook out. Gringo Loco won the six-man scramble. Mike Andy Elliott defeated Joey Ryan. Robert Ego Anthony won the fatal four-way match. Um, Included in that match was Anthony Green, Rory Gulak, and the definition, Isaiah Velasquez. No New Friends defeated Eric Cannon and Chris Chambers. Um, Craig Mitchell defeated Nick Gage in an absolute barn burner of a match. The Workhorsemen defeated the Yardy Boys, which are Alex Olsen and Ricky Shane Page. Rough Crossing pulled off an upset against Chris Castro and beat him. The Take It Home Wreckers defeated Team Australia, made up of uh, the Australian sensation Craven. Shaz and McKenzie, and one other person whose name is escaping me right now, and All Ego, Ethan Page, defeated Kylie Ray to become the eighth freelance wrestling world champion. So, the night starts off with Kirby announcing that Frank the Clown will not fucking be here tonight. That is followed by a huge pop, obviously. Um... What, excuse me, what I thought would have been a scramble was actually a five-on-five tag match. Um, This tag match featured Mick Drake, Bear Bronson, Maria Manic, Mark Wheeler, and Ophidian versus the babyface team of Gringo Loco, Solo Darling, Kobe Durst, Gregory Iron, and San Andreas. So it's great to see that Gregory Iron made it. I know he was having some car trouble that day. And tweeted out a bunch of things. Um, so if you see Greg Ryan at a show, support him. Because he's probably going through some car trouble right now. Which we all go through from time to time. 
Um, the announcers kept referencing the follow-away slam that Maria Manic did to GPA at CZW versus Freelance 2, which is honestly like a really, really great moment. If you have the chance to go back and watch that show, it's the second CZW versus Freelance. There is, I believe, like a, a four-on-four tag, or maybe it was a five-on-five tag. This is back when GPA was uh, a babyface, I believe. And he gets fall-away slammed by Maria Manic, and she sits up slowly from throwing him across the ring. And it is a gigantic pop. So they kept referencing that moment every time Maria Manic was in the ring, which is honestly a really cool moment. Um, it would be cool to see her come back because, like I said, if Kylie does leave us um, for good, which is likely the case, we're going to need to get some women on this show and keep it fresh. Um, Grigo and Ophidian had a nice exchange. No surprise because Lucha is real. Uh, Kobe Durst takes insane amount of risk again. He's, he's quietly one of the most risky spot takers uh, on the card, and I just pray for his safety. Um, but there is an insane risk, and it makes you gasp. So I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but go watch that. Um, and then Gringo Loco pins Ophidian with an avalanche falcon arrow from the top. So that was the five-on-five tag match. It was really exciting. I Candy Elliott versus Joey Ryan was next. What's good about this is they actually did some wrestling moves, um, <laughs> which is like they 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 worked. You know, they it wasn't all shticks and gimmicks. Um, they, there was a time where I Candy Elliott was dominating the match, and uh, you know, doing all types of suplexes and, and turnbuckle stuff to Joey Ryan. So it's cool that they actually worked a little bit and it wasn't just all gimmicks. Um, at the end, Joey reached into Eye Candy Elliott's uh, tights and pulled out something and missed. He, Joey Ryan swung at Eye Candy Elliott and missed him with it. It wasn't the lollipop, it was like what Joey Ryan used to like stuff his pants, I think, or something of that, of that nature. Because he'd already, he'd already missed with the lollipop, and Sam, the ref, ate the lollipop. So then Joey Ryan came back a second time with, like, what he uses to stuff his pants to make his, you know what, look large. He missed that candy Elliott again and hit Sam, poor Sam, the ref, with that stuffing. And I candy Elliott hit a front Russian leg sweep to pin Joey Ryan. So I candy Elliott was good at uh, ducking what was coming out of Joey Ryan's trunks, you could say. Uh, Anthony Henry versus Rory Gulak versus Robert Anthony, Robert Ego Anthony versus Isaiah. Uh, this match was really, really fun. Uh, the fluidity of this match with these four people, there was like awesome spots mixed with technical stuff. Frank the Clown is actually here, spoiler alert, and he distracts so Ego can get the win. Um, so, you know, you have to give credit where credit is due. There's was a huge pop when it was announced that Frank the Clown wasn't there. He actually was there. And him and Ego, I hate to say it, but I've been a pretty successful pair thus far. Um, like I mentioned, no new friends defeated Eric Cannon and Chris Chambers. So the tag team division has been revamped. It's been loaded up now. We have the Yardy Boys. We have no new friends. We have the Take It Home Wreckers. We still have the N-Words if if necessary um you could throw in like a super kick team 
Uh, so there's no shortage of oh, Space Pirates. I didn't say them. But there's no shortage of tag teams right now. And it's cool to see that division kind of make a comeback. Nick Gage versus Craig Mitchell. They literally fought everywhere. The cameraman was having trouble. The cameraman was having trouble, like, recording them because they were just fighting in this massive crowd. Um, and at this point, up until the show, I thought the Fatal 4-Way kind of stole the show. Um, you can tell Isaiah and, like, Ego Anthony have a lot of chemistry that shine through in the Fatal 4-Way. I thought the Fatal 4-Way stole, stole the show. Um, until... Nick Gage versus Craig Mitchell for the, um, like I said, they fought everywhere. There was a pile driver through a board from the second rope, and Craig did that to Nick Gage. And then Craig won with a trapper keeper pile driver through two chairs. Um, it was really cool, too, that Nick Gage took these spots from Craig, um, and Ned, uh, at the end, after the Trapper Keeper pile driver, it was really cool, like, how Nick Gage was pinned. He was, like, intertwined with kind of all the chairs, and, like, it was just a mass of, like, steel and bodies. Um, so it was a really, really cool finish. Um, Craig is then attacked by GPA afterwards. GPA holds up the Freelance Underground title. So he's coming back for his title. So it'll probably be GPA versus Craig feuding in the near future. Uh, the Yardy Boys, Ricky Champagne and Alex Olsen, their team is a reference to Backyard Wrestling and also the Hardy Boys. Came out to the Hardy Boys theme, um, but were not enough for the Workhorsemen. They retained Rough Crossing versus Kiss Chris Castro happened. This match was a little short, kind of a time-saver match, but still had a lot of meaning in it. Because um, it gives Castro something to chase after now, which is revenge against Rough Crossing. They may have added the first ever freelance show, those two. And I believe Chris Castro won that. Rough Crossing came back for revenge years later with a mohawk. Looking real mean. And he shoved the ref. The ref was stunned. And Rough Crossing used the bell uh, to hit Chris Castro for the win. Even after Castro did a stunner, a chokeslam, and a TKO. Uh, so Rough Crossing steals a victory here. Um... Take It Home Wreckers defeat Team Aussie. Darren Corbin dressed up in a kangaroo costume. And actually, the Take It Home Wreckers did a really, really good job of making Shazza McKenzie look really good. They can really put people over if they need to. But they usually win. Um, the main event was Kylie versus all-ego Ethan Page. What was cool about this is that Kylie was like doing her normal moves, but it was almost like... She was pulling out all her normal stuff, and it just wasn't enough power for all ego Ethan Page because she would hit a move, and then Ethan Page would come right back with like a vicious elbow or a vicious clothesline. It's like she needed to take it up another level to beat Ethan Page. Um, Ethan Page started really viciously beating her ass. Um, Kylie caught him, caught Ethan Page on the top rope twice, and was able to like match his power by, like, powerbombing him off the top rope and things like that. Um, it was not enough, though. There was a huge vertical suplex attempt as well. Kylie, from the top rope, Kylie reversed that into a powerbomb off the top rope. So she was trying to match the power of all Ego Ethan Page, and that's kind of the story they told. Like, she was doing her normal moves. It wasn't enough. 
Then she tried to match like slam for slam. Then they were matching kick for kick. Um, Ethan Page was doing the tan Sheamus or the like uh, kind of running bro kick that he does. Kylie Ray was doing her super kicks. Um, at the end, Kylie went for a cannonball. Ethan Page caught her, did a humongous power bomb, lifted her sky high, threw her basically across the ring, and then he hit the spinning Dwayne, which is a spinning rock bottom, and became your new champion. And then he said some real mean and vicious things to her after. He, at first, got her in the ring, was putting her over, and then completely turned on the crowd and said that, guess what, he's the champ, so Kylie, get the F out of his ring, and that this is... You can dub this whatever era he want you want to call it with some stupid hashtag, but all that matters is that Ethan Page is the champ, and he's going to be the champ for a long time. So that was Burn After Watching really quickly in a real quick notes version. So if you haven't seen it and you liked anything I said, go watch that part or go watch the whole show. Um, if you've ever already seen it, I hope that jogs your memory a little bit because it's going to lead us into Battle Royale. All right. Uh, I am now on the line with Richard. Richard is an avid freelance wrestling fan, part of the ECW Extreme Chicago Wrestling Facebook group, and uh, attends many of the shows and, uh, and a friend of the podcast as well. Richard, how are you? I'm doing great. It's a lovely evening. It is. It is. Uh, you know, I left. It's always great when you leave work and the sun's still out, and uh, you know, there's birds in the air and people doing things and. Uh, it's, it's, it's coming to that spring summertime. So yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, should go out and enjoy that, but you made a list. Um, and it's, you've been doing it for a couple shows now, right? A couple months like this. Uh, the list basically is kind of like a power ranking list, um, of freelance, uh, wrestlers, singles competitors. Um, and you, this is something you started like a couple months ago, correct? Just started doing it. Yes, uh, this is my, what we're going through is actually my third one, I believe. Okay. Yeah, my third one. Great. And it's, it's correct me if I'm wrong, it's Ray's list, right? Yep, the Ray's A-list. The best list in the world. Right. Okay. The so Ray's A-list. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, uh, it's power rankings, and you'll see, um, you know, you'll see uh, this happen during, like, any type of sporting event season. Like I know the NFL releases kind of a, a weekly or monthly power ranking. WWE tends to do it as well. Uh, so this is the freelance wrestling version. I think it's a really neat idea and uh, it's great for back and forth banter and, uh, and fan interaction, which is what we want two heels in the face to be about. Um, so that's why we got you on. So I'm just going to read off the list really quick um, from start from one to 10 and then I'm going to start at 10, and we're going to talk about each person. Um, well, actually, this is kind of 1 to 11, because the champion is all ego Ethan Page, so he doesn't really have – he's the champ. He doesn't really have a number. Um, Craig Mitchell at number one, I Candy Elliott, Paul at number two, Darren Corbin at three. Um, oh, the workhorsemen are in here. Okay, so this is not just singles competitors. It's singles and tag, correct? Correct. Uh, I've, I've added the tag team. Uh, last month, because I believe the Space Pirates were ranked uh, last month. They were the first uh, tag team to be ranked in the A-list. Okay. Right. So this is just overall uh, power ranking, and uh, I guess any of the criteria could be just, like, 
who's the hottest, right? Is it who's the hottest, who's on the best winning streak, or who's the hottest, or what were kind of the criteria that you uh, put into this list? Yeah, for the list, uh, wins and losses definitely matter. And what I also added into the list is, like, consistency. So if you keep that streak going over the course of a few months, like the higher you are, and the little, like, Easter egg I added was, like, if you miss a month, like, you you have a chance of, like, dropping in a rating. So it's basically a wins and losses and consistency. Those are, like, the major key points. Cool. Yeah, I like that. You know, and it, I think it's to get on a winning streak and to get, you know, to the point where you are a champion, uh, I think, takes consistency. So that's, uh, you know, it, it can't, doesn't always work out for everyone, considering not everyone can make every show because they're either booked or uh, potentially live in a far state or country. Uh, but I think that's cool that you work that in there. Uh, so let me start over with that in mind. All Eagle Ethan Page is a champion. Craig Mitchell at one, I Candy Elliott Paul at two, Darren Corbin at three, the Work Horseman at four, who are your tag team champions, Kylie Ray at five, Gringo Loco six, Isaiah Velasca seven, uh, Kobe Durst at eight, and Robert Eagle Anthony at nine, ten is Chris Castro. So let's start with uh, number 10, Chris Castro, someone who is, has the consistency category. Um, someone who was on a win streak but then just recently lost at burn after watching. Uh, is that kind of why he's rounded out the bottom at 10? Yes, and actually, like, he he almost got – almost didn't make the list, but what happened at the end of the match, that stunner that he did to the ref who rightfully deserves it, like, that instantly caught my attention. I'm like, yeah, based off this, that definitely – that definitely gave him that oomph to have him top it off at uh, number ten. Okay. Great. And how do you how do you feel uh, Chris Castro's uh, future outlook, outlook looks in terms of like climbing the list? Do you think he can get back up to maybe like a top four spot? When we had him on the podcast recently, uh, or I don't know, I don't know. All the months are running together in my head, but it was fairly recently we had him on. And uh, he said his goal is to actually main event a show this year. Do you think he'll be able to to rise in the ranks and potentially do that? Uh, actually, he's my pick to win the Battle Royal. So I definitely Ooh. see him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a major hot take right there. He's my pick to win the Battle Royal. I see him main eventing against Ethan Page at Freeland versus the World. So I could definitely see him climbing the rankings here. Okay. Great. Uh, next, number nine, Robert Ego Anthony, who's had some help um, in a lot of his victories, who's done some sneaky stuff. Uh, he did have an impressive win in a fatal four-way match, though, um, at Burn after watching. He actually, Isaiah Velasquez was in that match, and I believe Ego Anthony ended up picking up the W as well. So, uh, Ego sitting at nine. Um, some people could potentially argue he's a little higher because he's been on kind of a hot winning streak right now. Um, even though he's had a little help. Why, why, why do you have him at nine, Richard? Um, this is his, actually his debut onto the list. Um, everyone else that's above him has that um, consistency rating uh, with him. I okay. believe he missed the show last month, which messed him up because when I first started it, I was like, I'm going to put him at like 10 and a half, 11 for now. But, and see, like, how he will perform the next few shows. 
um, the last show, he wasn't on there, and there were people that dropped from the last show, like all the listeners brought him further. So this show, since he had that big victory over Isaiah Velasquez, he actually probably made one of the biggest jumps in jumping into the number nine spot. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So him sitting at nine is unnecessarily a bad thing. He wasn't even on the radar. Now he is. Um, yeah. I think I think a good thing to kind of incorporate into your list, uh, this is just speaking as, like, I kind of really like the idea, maybe a little indicator next to it of, like, how far they may have fallen or risen um, would be a nice wrinkle to add in, but I'll leave that up to you. Um, Kobe Durst is at eight. Uh, Kobe Durst has been making the drives with um, – with his road pals, the Space Pirates, and uh, Ego. And he's been floating kind of around the mid-card. Um, and you have him at eight. Um, hasn't been able to pull out, at least in recent memory, a really, really large, substantial victory. Um, and it's been kind of mixing up with everyone. Why do you have Kobe at eight? Um, he, yeah, for him, it's like he's been floating around that eight spot for a while. I believe his last loss was the the independent wrestling championship and he I believe correct me if I'm wrong I think that was his last loss in freelance and he won like his next few ones okay uh yeah that's uh I remember that I think it was the Tracy Williams match um and yeah I believe he did he did lose that I know he's had a fatal four-way since um all of his matches are not coming to me but I think yeah he's kind of uh he's kind of been um, you know, back and forward, back and forward, um, and probably need to string together a few more wins. But do you do you agree with that? Yeah, I think if he keeps this uh, streak going, I could definitely see him like climbing higher and higher, possibly like uh, either at number five or up there with the current champions or those that are on like a major a win streak. Yeah, I think if there's a lot of credit goes out to him for consistency considering like he doesn't live like there's people on this list that live in the area and he doesn't. So I think yeah. that has to be like considered in, um, which it probably is. Uh, Isaiah Velasquez, is someone who's probably been getting, uh, been slowly falling on this list. Uh, and we know he can still, he can still go um, now twice removed former champion. Um, how does Isaiah kind of uh, rebound? from his loss to Kylie when he lost the belt? Like, how does he get back on the winning the winning train? I'd say for him, instead of going for the big matches, like, not focusing on, like, the smaller matches on the card. Because we know Isaiah, he's the ace. He could go with anyone in that freelance ring. So I'd say for right now, for him to regain himself, you know, to get that umph back, back inside of him, that, see him, like, in a – scramble or the or a tag match because him in a tag team match is incredible yeah uh, how 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 much weight do you put on winning the scramble in your opinion as a fan like is that a is that a big win or is that kind of like a starter win to you yeah i mean scramble matches could be a big win if the opener of the match like the first victory of the match um you're the first person that the crowd will like the whole crowd will put over. So in my eyes, I see scramble victories as like 
possibly one of the bigger, biggest victories of the entire card. Okay. That's good. Um, and that leads us right into Gringo Loco, who I believe won the scramble at Burn after watching. Um, I would let, And had a really, really good feud with Robert Eagle Anthony, uh, as of most recently. It was kind of a singles feud, so it was good to see him kind of break out into that singles feud category. Um, I like something I'd like to see potentially happen again. I am Gringos has a lot of versatility, but I enjoy when he kind of gets his own time to shine in a singles match. That's just my opinion. But Gringo goes at six, uh, kind of right in the middle. Uh, why do you have him here? Uh, Gringo Loco is definitely that rising star in freelance. Um, a lot of guys, like we were talking, like if Freelance had like a secondary title, I, I could definitely see Gringo Loco carrying that title for yeah. Freelance. Like, like he is that guy that will turn up the crowd no matter where in the card it could be. Like if it's the opener, the crowd is on his side. If it's like the middle of the card, the crowd will be on his side. So he's that one person that could, that definitely could bring the crowd with him. And along uh-huh. with his win streak, um, I give him a few months where he will – I could see him possibly in the main event of a freelance show. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I like that. Um, Kylie Ray at five. Um, I, I, I just finished um, – because I didn't get a 10 burn after watching. I literally just finished her match before I got on a call with you with Ethan Page, where she lost the belt. Um and Ethan Page has some savage stuff. I had to cover my mouth. It was not he was not very nice. Um <laughs> Yeah. She so in your past list then she was the champ, right? And then she's fallen she's she's taken a pretty big dive all the way to five. Um and why do you think that is? Like why do you have her in the middle as a supposedly like maybe one or two pine for a rematch? Yeah, uh because everyone um four to one are the are people that's been on the longest win streaks. These are the people okay. that I definitely see sooner or later having that title match. And with with that being said, it was hard for me because I wanted to place her up there, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, these people, they're on these, like, heavy win streaks, you know? So, like, number five was the, like, best place for me to place her. Um, okay. If she does get a rematch and she does win, like that will definitely scramble a lot of things up. And as far as Ego's uh, promo, there was something I do agree with, and that was him re- responding to the woman that was yelling at him for grabbing Kylie's hair. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that. I was like, hell yeah, like, <laughs> like this isn't, <laughs> like this isn't PG. Like he can do that. Yeah, and this is yeah, and it doesn't matter man or woman, uh, freelance right. mixes it all up and everyone can win the belt. Um and just like your list, your list is not gender specific. So it makes sense what you said. Um because yeah, the, the number four is a workhorseman and three is Corbin, so we're getting into like some tag team. Um probably the two the two hottest tag teams and the take it home records, Corbin being the leader of that. And Corbin even had an amazing win streak like before the Take It Home record started. Um, yeah. And and Workhorsemen have been winning as well. And then I Candy Ellen and Craig Mitchell are all yeah they're all on pretty heavy win streaks. So win streaks are playing a huge factor in kind of the weighted rankings here, which it makes sense. 
and then Kylie would kind of is the first one kind of after the people who are having those win streaks. So it makes sense. Um, the work horseman and Darren Corbin, leader of the take at home wreckers at three and four um, on hot win streaks. Um, and you have the take at home wreckers at th- or Darren, Darren Corbin at three over the work horseman at four, even though the work horsemen are the champs. And why is that? Uh, that's because I believe Darren Corbin hasn't lost a match since July. Yeah, the two okay. out of three falls match against Isaiah. So he's been winning since then. So that that on itself carries a lot of weight. Um, and with the workhorse man, like they're lethal. But but the thing is, like as far as their victories, they are people that if they were to win, it would take both of them. Versus there are times where Derek Corbin could win and it's on his own, like or he could lead that pack, like. Like, to take your home records, they need Darren Corbin versus with the work horsemen, they're that equal, they're equally needed. Okay. Okay. So, it's like Darren Corbin has that more power over the work horsemen. Okay. Um, I could see, that makes sense, yeah, Darren Corbin because of his success in singles, whereas, like, um, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake haven't had as many singles matches. And I believe even Anthony Henry lost both of his matches to Stevie Pierce, who we, we dearly miss. We miss Stevie. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, Anthony Henry is 0-3 in freelance singles matches. Oh, wow. Stats, I like it. Um, I could see probably a freelance for the world, I could see a potential workhorseman and take it home rockers match. Um, who do you think would win that if that this is like early, early predictions? Who do you think would win that tech, that match? It the it it would it would depend on who would be Corbin's partner. Because I know Buck could take some damage, like Yeah. But the way but the way the work horseman delivers the damage, it's like mm. Like, if they catch you in the ring by yourself, it's basically, it's over. So, that right. would be someone who has the quickness, basically Anthony Henry's quickness to get out of Dodge. And I believe uh, Buck is the one that carries that quickness. Like, if it's okay. Buck and Darren Corbin, it's like the quickness versus the mind game, which I could see Darren Corbin and Buck getting the victory by using the quickness in the mind game. Okay. But that would yeah, be I'm g- a pretty interesting match. Absolutely. I'm going to have to agree with you. I, you know, uh, Bucky can take a beating, and Corbin seems to pull one out of his ass uh, at any yeah. given moment. So they probably find a way to sneak away with that. Speaking of ass, I candy Elliot Paul, um, who res- once wrestled a match with his bare ass out the almost the entire time. He... <laughs> He's been on a crazy win streak. He's been, like, uh, finding a way to beat lots and lots of big names. Um, do you yeah. think this is my, – my question is um, he has less experience than most, but he's been able to really hold his own and, like, have really, really good matches with people like Sonny Kiss and Joey Ryan. Um, do you think that he's being maybe pushed too much? Um, too soon, or do you think like he's right where he should be? 
Uh, he's right where he should be, actually. Like, I can't Elliot is someone that I could see with the worldwide traveling, probably within this, either this year or within the year. You know, he's someone that has it all. Like, he could, he could tell a story during the match. He could deliver in the match. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's everything everyone would like to see in the match. Like, even before the match, like, like the part where he just comes up to a random fan and tells him to give him a kiss on the cheek, like, that brings the crowd together. Yeah, like, absolutely. He's basically like the full package that, that's ready to take off. Ooh. He's like a newer, sexier version of Lex Luger, which I don't know how you can be more sexy than that, but... <laughs> Lex was the like, total package... And I candy I like the yep. full package. <laughs> like he is someone to me, if you recall uh Ethan Page vlog where he asked like Isaiah <laughs> Velasquez like where he put over Isaiah Velasquez saying like he's talented, like you should be around the world. That is so that is what I see with uh I candy Elliot, me saying the exact same thing, like you have all the talent, you should be everywhere right now. Yeah. I I can't argue that because uh, all these bigger these big quote unquote bigger names have been coming in and he's been able to have great matches with them so I really can't can't argue uh, with anything you're saying. Speaking of great matches, Craig Mitchell has made the Freelance Underground Championship feel extremely important and he has been also uh, tasked with handling people like Nick Gage who. You know, I feel like Nick Gage could murder someone if he wanted to, and Craig Mitchell has survived that storm. So I think he's at a rightful number one. Um, but that, but potentially probably wouldn't challenge Ethan Page anytime soon because he's got his own belt. But is his, is his resume just too great not to put him at number one right now? Yeah, like like Craig Mitchell said, with his title, with the number one spotlight, you'd have to kill him to take that from him because, mm-hmm. like, like every uh, match that Craig Mitchell had in freelance during this time has been incredible. Actually, I've heard from people, like, I don't know if this is 100% true. Like, some people said that Nick Gage does not, like, take clean falls to anyone unless, like, he, like, really, really respects them and he sees the potential. So Craig Mitchell getting that victory over him clean is that says a lot about him. And and if he does lose the title, which I don't see in a, anytime soon, like it would be something big. Like like the person who he loses it to will have a, some huge shoes to fill. Yeah, I I I wonder how like you know maybe. I wonder what the criteria was. Like, obviously, like, we know Craig Mitchell uh, as being, a, like, a stand-up person and an awesome part of freelance roster. Um, but he, I guess he did, like, he did wrestle Tremont and had an awesome match with him. So I wonder, like, what were those credentials he brought to Nick Gage um, and, like, how Nick Gage, you know, what was the criteria that Nick Gage, I guess, judges on some, someone to uh, to potentially take that that clean fall, like you said. So whatever Craig Mitchell had, he, he did have it. And Nick Gage was able to, to do that respectfully after a, a hellacious war. 
Um, so I think it's, it's really cool. And you just even one more feather in Craig Mitchell's cap. So I know that GPA attacked him, but, I, uh, and GPA has been great lately. Um, but I, I don't know. Craig Mitchell, I think is too hot. So yeah, I'd have to agree that like he keeps the belt. Um, all Eagle Ethan page, you said that Chris Castro is going to win the battle Royal at the next show. Yeah. Um, so do you, you see them then? wrestling at the show after do you see Ethan Page retaining or do you see Castro sneaking one out on him um that's one that I'm still thinking on okay because I because if Castro wins that will probably be the biggest pop in freelance history like someone who's been striving like working putting in that work to make it there mm-hmm. and just him just him winning the battle royal alone will be huge but I'm also looking at other criteria, like, like what if like someone pops up that we haven't seen in a long time, and they go on like some streak, like they don't have to win, but them showing up would definitely, like get get the noise going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like who would you think? Like, like who are some examples? Like, at first I was thinking, like, what if the ticket homebreakers were in the Battle Royal and they're just throwing everyone out, then all of a sudden, should these music hit, like, that would be a huge pop right there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Same thing goes for Anthony Henry. Like, him and Drake is going to go on a killing streak in the Battle Royal. Then all of a sudden, Stevie music hit. One can only hope. I really miss Stevie so much. I think about that randomly. Like... <laughs> Stevie being on this list and uh, whatever he is, whatever he's doing, I just hope he's, you know, he's happy. But yeah, the freelance people miss him. Yeah. yeah we truly miss him. Great. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take Gringo Loco as my pick to win the battle Royal. Um, mm. He's someone who I think kind of hovers in the middle of this list. Uh, probably has won a lot of scrambles, but probably, the, the, you know, he's one, I know he's won multiple scrambles. Let's just say that. And I think a battle royal win would at least um, give him that shot to boost him up to number one or two and get a shot at all ego Ethan Page. Um, I really don't see Green Loco or Chris Castro uh, dethroning uh, the king right now. I think it's going to be a nice long run for Ethan Page until the right person is ready to to knock him off. But I think it would be cool to see Green Loco and Chris Castro in the title fight main eventing the show after Battle Royal. Hey, we can only hope it should be one of them. I mean, what we should do now is start getting ourselves ready for the Memorial of GPA because we know Craig Mitchell is going to kill him. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. It's going to be a... a I know they feuded before, um, and I know that Craig took that belt off of GPA, but it's going to be a nice mixed clash of styles, whereas GPA, who can get away with not doing a whole lot, um, you know, he's he's clever. He's a little bit more clever, and he knows how to get the most out of uh, very few moves. And then Craig Mitchell, who likes to put people through, like, wooden boards. So it's going to be a, a nice clash of styles. Definitely something I'm looking forward to. Um before we let you go, Richard, I want to give you the floor um, for any plugs or anything. Uh, yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter 
and Instagram at I am Richard H. Uh, Twitter, I mostly tweet about wrestling and inviting people to Art of Pizza. And right. Instagram, <laughs> Instagram is just random pictures of just everything I do in uh, everyday life. And hashtag Project Minded, hashtag Face Today. Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah, thanks for joining us, and I uh, hope to talk to you soon. I'll see you, I'll likely see you at an upcoming show. Freelance Wrestling presents Battle Royal, Friday, May 17th. The show centered around a Battle Royal uh, match, Royal Rumble-style match, whatever you'd like to call it, Battle Royale, Royale with cheese, if you want to say that. And it's centered. the show is centered around this because the winner is going to get a title shot. Um, Ricky Shane Page is actually defending, or excuse me, Ethan Page is defending his title against Ricky Shane Page on this show. These two have a lot of, lot of chemistry. Uh, so look for that one to be really good. As you just heard, Richard and I made some early picks for the Battle Royal. Um, he said Chris Castro, I said Gringo Loco, and those were kind of two people who have been climbing kind of, you know, wrestling, picking up victories, kind of in the middle of the card, who we think could be elevated uh, from a battle royal win. Uh, Please let us know what your pick is before Friday, if you hear this before Friday. Um, I'd like to also uh, see what Chris's pick is, so maybe he'll tweet that out as well. So, yeah, follow us at 2, the number 2, Heels in the Face on Twitter. And we can discuss, use the hashtag freelance banter uh, to let us know who your pick is. Another one we might be iCandy Elliott. Someone to wrestle Ethan Page, who would be a good matchup main eventing at the top of the card. I'm assuming Ethan Page will retain against Ricky Shane Page. Um, also on this show, there is the Workhorsemen defending against the Ugly Ducklings, the Gymnasty Boys, and the Hooligans all in the same match. Which is an insane match. Um, basically, all four of these teams can really work, and all four of these teams can really work creatively with each other. Um, so this, I mean, if this plus like current tag teams like the Space Pirates and the N Words were the tag team division for freelance, it, I mean, they're in good hands. The tag team division is in good hands if you can keep these four teams here, and. Also, the rest of the teams that we've seen wrestle this past show. So, it's kind of like a wacky, goofy tag team division as well, but it's not that they can't put on good matches. They just have uh, very large personalities, which I think is really cool. And then, to make sure that there's women on the card, we do need that. Freelance wrestling always makes sure... They have women wrestlers on the card and is making sure to always inter- intermix them as well in the new gender matches. This one, however, is just a fatal four-way. Um, Shaz McKenzie, Solo Darling, Laney Luck, and on the poster, her last name is Threat. Unsure of her first name. I think it's Jody Threat, maybe. But regardless, Laney Luck is back and healthy. Which, if you listen to our episode with her and GPA, she said on that episode she was about like 90%. So, may have gotten a 90, 95, regardless. Like, I think it's enough for her to potentially pick up a win here. 
Shaz McKenzie staying around on the States and still doing her thing. Solo Darling is another outstanding outlandish character. Um, and, you know, they have that women's match on the card, uh, which is really cool to see. So, yeah, I think those are the only four matches advertised right now. Ethan Page, Ricky Shane Page for the belt. The Battle Royal, uh, which is going to involve, like, a ton of people, I'm sure. A ton of relevant names. And the women's match. Um, so, yeah, Friday, May 17th. First row is $30. Second row is $25. GA is $20. Logan Square Auditorium. And come watch the build into, I'm sure, Freelance versus the World. Because um, that's usually, like, kind of, like, their mid, their mid, their summer show. And a culmination of a lot, a lot of awesome storylines that kind of have kind of been going on and will go, will continue into the third and fourth quarter of the year. So, thanks for listening. Um, go to twoheelsandaface.com for all of our podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Two Heels and a Face. It's number Two Heels and a Face. Give a happy belated birthday to Compadre Chris. On Twitter at Compadre Chris, that's C R I S, I believe. And yeah, thanks for listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify next week. Have yourselves a good day. Hashtag BWGPA, and we'll see you soon.